Arizona basketball is clearly the number one team in the country, and that was just further solidified after an absolute destruction against the Wisconsin Badgers. You are locked on Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. This show is brought to you by LinkedIn, where we've got that. All right, LinkedIn. All right, now, Arizona basketball um, is clearly the uh, the best uh, team in the country. I don't, there's, I don't think that there's really any doubt about it. Now, there's other really, really good teams, um, and I think the, that it's fair to say that, you know, Arizona, UConn, Kansas, Marquette, I guess Purdue, which we'll get to, although I still have a lot of questions about Purdue, are right there. But Arizona, I think, is the team that has the uh, the least amount of questions. And by the least amount of questions, I mean that um, I mean that uh, it basically is that simple. Um, not only is it that simple, I don't. The questions are. Where do you really go? Where do you really go if, or where do you really attempt to go if you are a, the university or if you're a team going against the U of A? Because again, there's really no weaknesses, and not only are there really no weaknesses, I think there's a big, uh, I think there's a big part to play that, um, um, I think there's a big spot to say that I guess you would probably try to, uh, I guess you would probably try to, uh, uh, uh pack in the paint. Um, but I don't even know if that would work. And I think a big part of it too, is that, uh, a big part of it too, is that everybody, if you're in a pack in the paint, here's the deal you've got with, uh, uh, as you've seen many times, Kylan Boswell is a lights out shooter at this point, as is, uh, as is Caleb love, not only is Caleb love, um, uh, he can be streaky, but there's also a little bit of an aspect. Uh, there's also a little bit of an aspect that he can create his own shot. Pella Larson's making his own shots. And uh, I don't know that that's really a thing that you can do. Now, again, uh, I think a big part of that is that I think a big part of it is that um, I think that uh, Arizona is just really, really well-rounded across the board. Not only is it really well-rounded across the board, it showed that against Wisconsin. And not only did it show it against uh, Wisconsin, um, I think that it's also fair to say that uh, um, I think it's also fair to say that uh, Arizona just kind of overwhelmed a really good team. Now let's talk about that. Keyshaw Johnson. Let's start at Keyshaw Johnson at first. Keyshaw Johnson is the uh, uh, a player that it's really, really imp- it's, it's impossible to replicate out there on the basketball court. And impossible to replicate out there on the basketball court means exactly that. His energy, his athleticism, his enthusiasm. It's very much like an Aaron Gordon. And not only is it like an Aaron Gordon, it is a. I think it's very easy to say that he is going to uh, continue to do this pretty much all season. Um, now, I think a big part of it also is where are we? Where are we when we're looking at um, the rest of this roster and what they were able to do? Quite frankly, Wisconsin, um, Wisconsin is really uh, Wisconsin is uh, uh, 
Wisconsin is uh, fair to say, I think Wisconsin is fair to say it's a solid team, but they were just overwhelmed again athletically and from a skill perspective. Arizona was able to uh, get out on the break, and not only were they able to get out on the break, they were able to force the issue in a manner in which uh, Wisconsin was just not able to keep up with. And you knew when Arizona hit him with that 19 to 2 run, there was really no coming back from it. And really, when there was really no coming back from it, there was a um, there was kind of an era of, or a kind of an aura of inevitability that they weren't going to be able to come back from it. Um, and then Arizona just kept pushing the lead. Every time Wisconsin would get kind of close, Arizona would hit them with that run, and they uh, things would just kind of be over from there. Um, and that's something that I don't really see that I really don't see changing because here's the thing. Sean Miller did some really, really good things at the U of A, but you never really got the sense that Sean Miller was looking to exert his influence on the rest of the, uh, on the rest of the team, uh, the other team. Basically he was going to miss, he was going to hope that you missed shots and then, uh, they would try to score in the half court setting. Tommy Lloyd ain't doing any of that. Tommy Lloyd is saying, all right, I got better players than you. We're going to look to push the pace. And not only are we going to look to push the pace, we are also going, uh, we're also going to try to demoralize you in the process and not only demoralize you in the process, also come at, uh, also come at you with a, uh, like I said, with a kind of a flurry of, uh, uh, we're going to shoot passing lanes. We are going to uh, get to the basket. We're going to do everything. And when you're uh, playing a team like Arizona, there's really no way that a team like Wisconsin can really replicate that in practice. Again, it's cool to uh, it's cool to you know theorize, but there's nothing really that you can do to uh, um, to uh, to get after that. And that's where I think that Arizona, or I think that Wisconsin is in a. Uh, you know, was obviously the detriment. And keep in mind, too, Wisconsin has played and beat some good teams. Now, again, it's looking like Michigan State actually stinks. Uh, Wisconsin or uh, Marquette, though, is good. Um, and Marquette is really, really good. So it's not like the uh, it's not like uh, Wisconsin is, um, you know, is chopped liver. But Arizona also made them essentially look like chopped liver. And I don't know that. Uh, I think that was, for my money, about as impressive a beatdown as you've seen. Now, some people are saying, well, you know, Arizona, are, are these teams that Arizona's beaten, are they really that good? Do we really know that? Yes, we do. Because, again, you can also just kind of go by the eye test. Listen, Duke isn't playing great basketball right now. We all know that. But to go into Cameron in the fir first week of the season and beat Duke in Cameron is something that's super, super impressive. I still believe Michigan State's going to be solid by the end of the year. I know they just lost to Nebraska, but they're also not uh, they're also not good. Um, the uh, our, uh, Nebraska's also not good, but even though they're like 8-1, and one, but either way, you just go with what you see. And again, the big reason why that they're clearly number one, in my opinion, is that they check off every single box like we talked about at the beginning of the show. Um, last year's team did a lot of really good things. Like we talked, we've talked about a ton, but they didn't really have anybody that could beat you off the dribble. They didn't have a lot of big game performers. And not only did they have not have a lot of big game performers, they also didn't have uh they also didn't have players that really down the stretch wanted the ball. We saw that against Princeton, where basically the basketball was a hot potato, where 
it was essentially players passing around the perimeter, just trying to get rid of the ball as quickly as possible because nobody wanted the uh, nobody wanted to take that last shot. That's something that uh, this team does not have. You will never have to tell Caleb Love that. Yeah, hey dude, we really need you to try to shoot this ball, or we need you to try to take over here. That's not going to be the case. Um, and there's a variety of different guys there that have been in that exact same spot. Keyshaw Johnson, same way. Now, again, Keyshaw Johnson's a totally different player, but he's also a dude that is going to embrace that moment as he's already shown multiple times in his career. All right, now, what makes Arizona all in all clear number one? We're going to talk about that next, but first, LinkedIn, my friends, LinkedIn. All right. Everybody knows somebody that's gotten a job from LinkedIn. LinkedIn.com uh, slash locked on college. Check it out. Post your job for free. All right. Now, uh, you look around and LinkedIn is, again, you probably know somebody that got a job through LinkedIn. I, uh, I know uh, people that got jobs through LinkedIn or you're super cool. You probably know somebody that got a job through LinkedIn as well. Again, check it out. LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. It works. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now, now let's talk about Arizona. Let's talk about Arizona basketball and what, you know, and where some of the flaws from some of these other teams are that Arizona just doesn't have. Uh, let's talk first about uh, UConn. UConn's good. Don't get me wrong. UConn's really good. UConn's big. They're physical. The thing that I would say about UConn, though, that uh, maybe lacks a little bit against Arizona is they're not overwhelmingly athletic. Last year's UConn team that won the national championship was overwhelmingly athletic. And they just kind of wore you down because they just kept coming at you in waves. They just had a variety of players that were just really good. You lost a couple of those dudes, obviously, to the NBA. Now, you bring in uh, Stefan Castle. He's uh, or, uh, he's uh, playing now. He's a really good athlete. He's good. But there's also not a team that um, – there's also not a – just like I said, a, a smorgasbord of uh, great athletes, great players. Um, Klingon's good. But, you know, Klingon and some of the other players, or not Klingon, he's a bad example, but some of the other players kind of stiffs to a certain degree. Arizona doesn't have a ton of that. Um, Arizona, as a matter of fact, I don't think has any of that. So I would say that Arizona's athleticism is better than UConn's, while the rest of the stuff is probably about even. Kansas, I think, has about as good a starting five as there is in the country. Between Dickinson, uh, K.J. Adams, uh, McCooler, um, Dewan Harris, uh, those four are awesome. Now, uh, El Marco Jackson's just kind of okay, but either way, it's a really, really good starting five. The problem, though, that they have is they have absolutely no depth. And um, Arizona, as we've talked about uh, time and time again, has outstanding depth. When Arizona goes to the bench, they don't lose anything. As a matter of fact, you can maybe make the case that they actually gain some stuff. Um, the... Uh, now, I think a big part of it is that uh, I think a big part of it is as well that um, uh, Arizona is just really, really deep, and some of these other teams aren't. Kansas, same way. Now, Marquette. Marquette's fascinating. Marquette, I got to say, I was wrong on Marquette. Marquette's definitely better than I gave him credit for. Um, obviously, you have maybe the best point guard in the country, then the big man that's out of Desert, uh, Desert Vista. 
is uh, he's he's the goods as well. He matches up very well with Arizona. Um, he, well, he matches up very well with any team. The problem, though, with Marquette, and I guess maybe I'm just kind of picking nits here. I do wonder how many. I do wonder how many of those guys would play at Arizona, um, like at Kansas. Four of those guys are playing thirty plus minutes at Arizona. I don't know exactly in what uh, you know in what capacity, but they're all playing 25, 30 minutes. Uh, UConn's got a variety of dudes. I don't know outside of a probably three players how many of those guys at Marquette are playing at the University of Arizona. Maybe they are, but they also don't strike me as just having that one through eight just solid depth that Arizona has. And I think that's something that is a uh, I think that's something you got to keep in mind. Um, so there's a, now Houston is interesting. Houston is playing really, really good ball. Obviously big fan of Kelvin Sampson and not only big fan of Kelvin Sampson. Um, I think that he's probably, I think, listen, he's probably not going to get into the hall of fame because all the cheating stuff, but I do think Kelvin Sampson is a hall of fame caliber coach. And I think as long as he's in Houston, they're going to be good. Um, listen, they're, uh, I just don't know when you are playing a pressure style defense, which I love, by the way. I'm never going to uh, dismiss a uh, school for playing <laughs> pressure style defense. I don't know that that necessarily works against Arizona. Um, and a big reason why is because I think Arizona wants you to do that. And I think if you get into a up and down full court type affair against Arizona, even though that's your style, I think you're going to lose because Arizona, it, this is not the team that lost to Houston two years ago. That team didn't have. You know, well, let's just be honest. That team had some dudes that couldn't really dribble the ball. Kirk Carissa was always going to be a a in a very tough spot right uh, there. Obviously, Justin Kyer, same thing. Those guys were not going to be in great spots. Um, the uh, and I think that's obviously that's something that uh, Arizona has corrected. Um, Caleb Love, uh, Kylan Boswell, uh, Jaden Bradley. I mean, heck, Pell is a different player now. You press this team, you're probably going to be in a lot of trouble. Um, but I do like it though. That's how Houston plays. Houston to me is fascinating. I'm curious to see how Houston uh, continues to uh, play as the uh, season goes on because, like I said, they are a uh, they're an interesting bunch right there. But uh, you know, those are some of the teams. They all have some flaw that Arizona really doesn't have. Again, maybe Arizona's not a great shooting team. I don't know, but the percentages also don't necessarily indicate that. So. Um, again, I would. Uh, I think this is a team that I don't know if they're going to be able to be number one through for the rest of the season. But oh, we got to talk about Purdue, obviously. Duh. Um, all right, Purdue with Zach Eady. Listen, this is a better Purdue team than last year, but it's still limited. I don't care what anybody says. This is a team that still. Uh, this is a team that still is not uh, out of Purdue's seven eight guys. Two of them, three max play for Arizona. I also think that Arizona matches up very well with Zach Eady in that with the, uh, he, what's his name is uh, uh, Zach or Umar Ballo, leader of men, is going to push Zach Eady out to a certain degree. Not only is he going to push him out, um, I think the refs are going to be keeping an eye because Zach Eady fouls on almost every single play. Just does. And I think that's something that the yeah, I think that's something that the officials are going to at least theoretically keep a pretty close eye on because it has been brought up time and time and time again. 
Um, again, I just don't think they're athletic enough. Maybe they win because it's essentially a home game. I don't know. But on a neutral court, I'm taking Arizona every single time, and I'm making Arizona about a six- or a seven-point favorite just because I think outside of Zach Eady, Arizona's better across the board. Now, listen, you got the best player in that game. I get it. But that's also not a uh, that's also not a mic drop, pardon the pun, where you're like, okay, well, we can't really do anything with this because uh, Zach Eady is, is that good. I think Arizona is going to look to speed up Purdue. That's certainly what I would do. And then after that, I'll take my chances. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Arizona overwhelms Purdue. It feels like a team that's probably going to over – that could overwhelm Purdue. And it, like I said, a big reason why is that this is kind of your typical Big Ten team. This is why these teams get exposed in the tournament year in and year out. They get 13 teams in and they all flame out in the first round, mainly because they're just not athletic. They're not – now, they're, they're not dynamic. And when you go against teams that are athletic and dynamic, there's no way you can recreate that. Like we talk about, you can't be the dude with the broomstick out there waving it around trying to show people or teams that are, uh, you know, recreate something. That's not really how things work. So, again, I think that Arizona is clearly better than Purdue. Now, uh, there were some questions about Tommy Lloyd and what he would do once all of Sean Miller's players were out of there. We're going to talk about that. But first, FanDuel. All right, check it out. FanDuel.com slash locked on. All right, this is the best time of the year. You got basketball. You got football. Everybody watched the game the other night where Patrick Mahomes was complaining that uh, his team was uh, called for an offsides, even though they were like, uh, what, a foot offsides? But there's nothing more enjoyable than if you have no rooting interest in that game than to bet on it. Check it out, fanduel.com slash locked on. All kinds of fun, good stuff. And again, even if you don't have interest in a game, if you're putting a little bit of skin in it, putting a little bit of coin, it makes it more interesting. So again, check it out, fanduel.com slash locked on. It is a good thing. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now, now, let's talk about it. Let's talk about this is Tommy Lloyd's first full team. Now, a lot of people have mentioned that Tommy Lloyd was uh, given a very good roster by Sean Miller. And that is absolutely true. Ben Matherin was one of the 10 best players in college basketball as a sophomore. Christian Coloco was probably the best defensive big here since uh, Lauren Woods. Dalen Terry was a first-round pick. Uh, Julius Tabellis was an all-conference dude. He inherited a really good team. Um, and then last year's team wasn't as good, and I think a lot of people were wondering, you know, well, how good is Tommy Lloyd's squad going to be once he gets his own players in? Well, Azulis Tabellis is out, Kirk Creesa is out, and I think especially with Kirk Creesa, those were addition by subtraction. Um, Tommy, this is all Tommy Lloyd's team here, unless you want to count like Grant Whiteman. Um, the uh, and across the board, it is just a. This is the I think this is a better team than anything any team that Sean Miller put out there. Um, a big reason why is style of play from the uh, coach, but he also has molded this roster into something that I think that he wanted that obviously that he wanted to see. And um, and it just fits all the parts fit. Uh, you like I said, Kylan Boswell, you got the steady floor general, you got Pella Larson, kind of the jack of all trades, Swedish pinball who can do uh, essentially everything out there on the court. 
um, except dribble. Then Caleb Love, defense, offense. He's been able to do all that. Keyshawn Johnson brings kind of that Aaron Gordon type intensity to him. And then uh, Umar Ballo, leader of men, kind of that big plotter down low. But then after that, you bring in Mount Crevis, you bring in KJ Lewis, and you bring in Jaden Bradley. All of those guys serve a very specific role and kind of an overlapping role to where everybody's got something to do. And again, you got to give Tommy Lloyd a lot of credit there because a lot of coaches would not have uh, would have not taken inventory of their roster or said, you know, we need to do X, Y, and Z. They, he would have said, uh, I am 61 and 11 as a coach. Go and look at the red stat sheets. Um, but he didn't do that. And that's why this team, a big reason why this team is an absolute juggernaut. And again, this is better than his, the first year team that he inherited. That was a very good team, no doubt. But that team still had real weaknesses at certain positions. Um, this team has no weaknesses. So again, Tommy Lloyd, when given the uh, responsibility to co uh, to do his own thing, or uh, excuse me, to uh, uh, put his own roster together, has certainly passed in flying colors. And again, last year he knew he needed to get tougher. He needed to get more athletic off the bounce. And he did exactly that. So again, this is clearly the best team in the country, in my opinion. And um, I think everybody else is battling for second place. Now, does Arizona win the national championship? I don't know, but um, I would pick Arizona over anybody else for a variety of the reasons that we put forth. Okay, now we're going to talk about college football next show. What exactly is going on with recruiting? Because again, there's a lot of news going on, have some big time transfers that were in town. Um, and again, uh, we're looking to fill out that 2024 roster while getting ready for the Alamo Bowl as well. But as always, really appreciate you all keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. Again, like we always say, no better time to back the A. On that note, signing off, and we will be back with you tomorrow.